Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Vidal. Thank you for joining us so much as you do each and every week here across our social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. We do appreciate you being here. Joining me this evening, we have the one and only Earl Nieto. Jacob is mixing a drink. He'll be with us shortly. Um, but it, welcome in, everybody. We do appreciate you being here. We know it's not Tuesday night. Uh, we were, we had planned on coming live last night, but I was busy refing down at Kramer Fields. We had some other life stuff going on. And uh, so we're here tonight. We're here. We're ready. The Western Con- – I'm sorry, the, the conference finals are this weekend. We've got roster news for New Mexico United. We've got player of the uh, – we've got team awards – that have been announced. We've got the New Mexico runner schedule is out as well. So we've got that to go over as well. So uh, we do have a whole lot to get to this evening. So as always, guys, thank you for being here. Be sure to follow us across social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all that fun stuff to get news and notes and updates throughout the week. Uh, I had some interactions with David Carl over on Twitter today uh, because uh I will admit autocorrect doesn't like us autocorrect uh, said that uh, Harry Schwartz resigned uh, for two years. So that is not correct. Uh, But Earl, I do have one burning question for you this week since Jacob is not in the picture. What match are you looking forward to this weekend at crown jewel? So about that. Um, I want to see the Logan Paul match. Mm-hmm. That's that's something I'm looking forward to. So that should be interesting. But I also want to see the Omos and Braun Strowman match. But I don't know if you saw on Facebook a while ago, but they WWE will not be in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia this weekend due to U.S. Saudi Arabia conflict. Hmm. So they will be having it live from the. The Performance Center in Orlando. Oh, I did not realize that. Interesting. Okay. Um. Yeah, I honestly don't. I haven't looked too much. I know the Logan Paul match was going on. I know there's a match with the Usies this weekend. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what else is going on, but looking at the card, the card looks to be interesting. Uh, I would love to see... Ho- doesn't look like there's going to be anything with uh, Bray Wyatt. I'm curious what's going on with that. A lot of a lot of weird stuff going on. Um, but Crown Jewels should be interesting as Jacob mixes his drink vigorously. Yeah, there's there, it should be a really good pay-per-view. Um, a premium live event, whatever the hell we want to call it these days. Um, I know premium live event gets on Jacob's nerves, so we, we'll call it that. Well, the premium live event this weekend, of course, Crown Jewel, uh, should be a lot of fun. It's one of the, I think it's been one of the better premier live events that WWE has put on over the past couple of years. Um, so after the last premium live event, that was nothing but NXT. I feel like this premium live event should be head and shoulders better. Hey, Earl. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, there we have, I, I know Jacob has no opinion whatsoever on the, the premium live event this weekend. Oh, Crown Jewel, so. <laughs> um, that is not a martini. 
but it was something shaken. What did you make? Margaritas. Okay. Okay. That's my what? go-to, man. I'm a I'm a tequila guy. It doesn't make my clothes fall off, so so it's, I feel thankfully safe. that thankfully that is the case. So <clears throat> I mean, this podcast might, but the, won't be the tequila's fault. <laughs> well, how are you doing this week, Jacob? I know that uh, you and I both have kids. Did, how did how was Halloween for you guys? Did you guys? That's pretty anything? good. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> we, we went uh, trick or treating, just the standard. Uh, go to people's strangers' houses and. Um, knock on the door and ask for candy that they may or may not have snuck a razor blade into. So, um, warm eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was iced eggnog. It was what? No. What was it? It was warm at first, huh, Earl? And then it, and then you switched it over to threw some ice cubes in it like a psychopath. You know, it's in my, in, in my place. No eggnog. Not yet. Got a few more weeks for that. So exactly. Yeah. Unless. So <clears throat> me and Earl talked about this yesterday. Uh, we can now go to mule shoe um road fairly, trip fairly easily so <clears throat> y'all get your asses down here to fort sumner and then we'll go on a little little two-hour drive over to Mulshoe and, so, and get some so how about this some sipping what is it called sipping nog sipping sippin nog something like that yeah so if melrose beats fort then we'll go why why that way <clears throat> why can we can oh no, we, no, I, mean, I mean the other way around sorry if sumner beats melrose yeah how about we go either way and then if melrose beats fort sumner i'll buy and if fort sumner beats melrose you buy deal cool wait i don't want to root for melrose what that oh you don't like melrose either <laughs> oh okay no Mel, so mountain area used to be eight man ah melrose I, I think i knew was, that melrose was our <clears throat> nemesis now, well, so Melrose has been Sumner's biggest rival in basketball for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now that we're back or now that we're down to eight men, they're our biggest rival in football and basketball now. And it makes for some entertaining games. There's they're a pretty decent football team. That's for sure. We we played them two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago and beat them by 10. But they're, they're our tough team. Yeah, trust me, it will be a more entertaining match, a more entertaining game this weekend. Because there's regular, so I'll let you know now. <clears throat> there's regular season Melrose. <coughs> yeah, who, I know. Yeah, you can beat them by 100. And then there's playoff Melrose, who I don't know where they find these kids, but they come out to play. <coughs> Eight man is such a weird sport to watch, though. Yeah, it it's is. like. It's better than six man. It's more football than six man, but it's not football. Mountainer dropped down to six man. It's it's a little weird. Yeah, I know. I know. They're really good though, from what I've seen in the rankings. Yeah. Mountainer is great. I love Mountainer. Their football team right now. <sighs> it's like it's almost like a track meet though. That's like, all it it's is. Like, it's like not football. It's like who's who has the two fastest kids? That team's gonna whoop everybody. Yeah, and so my little brother Omani, he's a little a little track star for sure. Um, he's really good. Like that's the only player that our head coach goes through for different plays. Like if he's needing like 15 yards, he's going to him. Well, there you have it. If you're playing against Mountain Air this weekend, key in on that guy. Thanks to Earl and his uh. Good luck. Who are they playing? Who are they playing this week? 
Elida. Mm-hmm. We beat Elida 70 to 25 last time. Yeah, see, like I said, track me. Just <laughs> the scores in six man are ridiculous. Mountaineer has not scored less than 50 <laughs> points all season. Yeah. And we've also beat each team by at least 30. But there's another team that's undefeated in six man. That's Game probably going to be the championship. That'll be a fun. Possible. Yeah. Um, I think they would. They'll lose. I you should come. Lose. If they make it, you was that a bug that just crawled across my? Face? It was. There was a fly. <laughs> it, I noticed it on my on my camera over here. This fly just crawled across the the camera lens on the. Anyways, if Melrose or if Mountaineer gets to the championship against Greatway down here in Roswell, you should come down to the game. We'll go. See, that's the questionable part. Because, well, I want to. Don't get me wrong. I want to, but that's also the same. Uh, maybe. It all depends on what happens in my life. Um, but that is also the same day as the Mountaineer Balloon Rally. It'll, it won't be Friday night. It'll be Saturday. It'll probably be Saturday. Actually, it might be Friday night. We'll see. If it's Friday night, you should come. If it's Friday night, I'll go for sure. Sweet. Speaking of events that we should all be at, Seth, uh, Seth, Seth during that conversation was me during y'all's wrestling conversations. <laughs> he was just fucking twiddling his thumbs, like I, I don't, I don't have anything to add to this. I don't know what to say, and uh, it was. I honestly don't know a, a whole lot about local football, uh, particularly six man or eight man. I, I have no idea. So I didn't know anything about eight man until we moved down here. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine when you when you're in a small enough district like that, you know, you can't really, you know, do a full squad. I'm a, so I'm a thing with six man and eight man is it's interchangeable. So like with eight man, if you're playing a six man team, you could just drop two players, right? Mm-hmm. Which is perfectly fine by everyone else. And then if you're eight, if you're six man, you could just put two more players on the field, unless you're like one of the smaller six man teams and you only have like seven players. <laughs> Yeah, because I've seen that. We've played, we've played eight man teams that have like the eight on the field and then two on the bench. Yeah, and they get gassed. That's like uh, Tatum. Tatum always has only like ten people total. I love that we we went back to this conversation because Seth still is just sitting there like, oh, I'm like I know. <laughs> okay, Seth, go ahead. Use your. We ruined your segue, but you did. You ruined. That was such a good segue. Like you guys are talking about this great event that's coming up, and here I had the segue just. Off the top of my head, like ready to go. You guys ruined it. I'm I'm gonna end the show right now. Like that's just it. So so welcome to Earl and Jacob talk <laughs> eight man and six man football. It's not gonna hurt my feelings because I do have text messages I'm trying to keep track of. All right. Well, as I was saying, there is an event that everyone should be attending, and that is the upcoming season for the New Mexico runners. They did announce their new schedule for season four. Uh, coming up, the MASL2 club does play up at the Rio Rancho Events Center. Their season kicks off on December 18th, where they play at the Kansas Bandits. And then their home opener is, of course, on January 7th, where they will be hosting the Amarillo Bombers at 2.05 p.m. Mountain Time. Now, the, typically... Who? The Amarillo Bombers. Amarillo? Yes. Okay. Just I know that go. No, the, the Amarillo Bombers. Um, you know, I, I poke fun because there are so many announcers and broadcasters in the USL that we Portillo. listen to. Yeah, Portillo, yes. 
that, that just say things <laughs> wrong they know they should be saying correctly so the Amarillo Bombers at 2.05 p.m. Mountain Time, which is a little bit different from the usual 5.05 p.m. kickoff. Uh, we'll have to get Andres on the show and talk to him about that, see why exactly there is a 2.05 p.m. kickoff in there. But runner Did season. Did to get undressed on, on air? No, we'll have to get Andres on the air. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. What happened <laughs> to this professional Earl? We have professional no, Earl was, tonight. That was a legit question. Okay. Um, so yeah, the full home slate for the New Mexico runners, January 7th against the uh, Amarillo Bombers, January 21st against Colorado Inferno, February 11th hosting the Kansas Bandits, February 25th hosting the Wichita Wings, March 4th against Colorado Inferno once again, and then they close out the season at home on March 18th at the, uh, hosting Kansas Bandits again. So, um, 15 teams during the MAS, MASL2 this season. Uh, we have had both Andres and uh, Coach Steve Famoletta on the show before. We were get, we're going to get both of them back on here hopefully pretty soon. We've, uh, also, we, we, um, we've also had Casey. We have had Casey. Yeah, we've had Casey on uh, twice, right? Yeah. We've had Casey on twice uh, to prove her all wrong. God rest and his soul. We will gladly do that again. Um, Casey, of course, the uh, former New Mexico runner and Colorado Inferno goalkeeper. Um, Casey, hope you're doing well if you're here in this show. So, um, guys, if you haven't seen the Mexico runners, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, we will be grabbing press passes to the games this season, so we will be out there. At least one of us will be will be out there covering them. Uh, so, be looking forward to that. Hopefully, we get some. Uh, Player announcements for you guys here shortly. Open tryouts were, of course, last month. And so, yeah, a lot of good things to look forward to this year from the runners. So, uh, go check them out, NewMexicoRunners.com. You can find them on social media as well, NM Runners. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Can't wait to see them back in action for Season 4. Moving on to New Mexico United, we do have some uh, roster news from United. First thing I want to get to is we did have some end-of-season Team awards that got announced uh, over the week. Um, what? See, the first one I have pulled up here is Daniel Bruce when won the Humanitarian of the Year award. Um, you guys, you guys got the links to go vote. I did. I don't know. You did, Earl. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I think I did. I think I did. Okay. Um, I don't remember who I honestly don't remember who I voted for. I wrote it down, but I don't have the paper in front of me. I voted um, for Bruce for this. I'm fairly certain I, I, I voted for Brucey here as well. Um, Brucey's just a fantastic guy. Love to see him. Uh, he does a lot. He's um, good blokes jogging. He's in really, he helped start that him and uh, Kalen have been involved. And so great to see Brucey get uh, an award this year. Uh, Chris Weehan won the offensive player of the year. Um, I don't know about you guys. I mean, congrats to Bees. Bees has been fantastic for the club. I did not vote for Bees for this category. I just I looked at it and I, I just I couldn't do it. I didn't, but when he got announced and they were going through his stats and stuff, like he the numbers were kind of there. I mean, he he had a decent off offensive season. It just I didn't vote for him either because he wasn't he wasn't at the level that we tend to expect bees to be at. Right. 
I'm sorry if 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 you're the guy from Reddit, I am talking about Chris <laughs> Weehan. Yeah, Chris we, uh, Bees, Chris Weehan, yeah, offensive player of the year. Earl, what was your take on this one? Did you feel like Bees hit the marks that you wanted to see out of the offensive player of the year? Um the nominees of course this year were Nico Brett, Amado Moreno, and Chris Weehan. I mean, you have to look at the lesser of two evils or lesser of three evils, because obviously Mondo didn't play until later in the season. Mm-hmm. Nico was injured half the time, and from what we've been told by different staff members from United is he didn't really perform, um, given obviously the injuries and whatnot. So he didn't perform that well. So, I mean, you have to look at the less, or the greater the greater odds of each one, and obviously Bees would be it. Yeah, and you, and you bring up a, a decent point there, Earl. With the the we we didn't have free range to vote for whoever we wanted to, right? For right. for we we did for humanitarian and Somos Unidos award, but not offensive, defensive MVP, and I guess that was it. But yeah, uh, so <laughs> let me ask you that about, about that real quick. In, the, in years past, we've been able to pick the player that we felt was most deserving. And in this case, the, the nominees for each category were selected by the club uh, and, and the, the coaching staff, I should say. And so, and this was a discussion that we had in our, in our chat was, are, the, are these really the best options for each of these categories? If you could have picked anybody off the club, who would your pick have been for Offensive Player of the Year? Brucey or Harry? My my first thought was Harry or Justin. Okay. I think those are both great picks. I mean, Justin, of course, has been phenomenal um, from the spot. He's put in a couple other uh, really great opportunities. Brucey's been fantastic on his delivery. Harry has been great on the outside. Of course, he had those two uh, wonder goals a couple weeks ago. Um, so all the, I think those are both great shouts. Um, and I can't argue with either of them. I just – I. But it, I think part of the problem was is when you're making those nominations or even if they left it open, like you'd probably get votes for seven or eight guys for each, yeah. each award. <clears throat> and then I think that lends to more of a chance of, of having a tie in certain situations and, and stuff like that. Because I mean, I was thinking about it. Like we, we kind of, complained a little bit about the the nominations but then like we'll get to defensive player of the year here in a minute and i was thinking about it like okay well yeah the three that they nominated i wasn't like oh yeah the one of those was a clear runaway i didn't think that but then i was also thinking well okay well out of the ones that didn't get nominated who would i have put in there Mm -hmm. and i really couldn't like it was just we had a good season and it was a good like team effort all the way around in all those categories where we didn't have like one standout in any we didn't really have like two standouts in any one category and really going back to offensive players of the year i would i would honestly put nava in there too i mean every time he came on he was energetic and electrifying i mean that's definitely someone i would have at least put in there yeah or i mean or jerome i mean he didn't he didn't have the counting numbers but he he made a difference when he was in there mm-hmm. every match for sure. I mean, 
and I think that's where, where, where Christian falls short too, is that he didn't have the numbers. Like, yes, he was dynamic on the, on the pitch. He right. was a fantastic engine, but he didn't have the results, you know, in years past. Like I think year one, it was uh Kevon was the, was the award winner year yeah. one last year was, was uh, I think it was bees um, yeah. for offensive player of the year. Cause I mean, bees was just fantastic in the, in the last half in the, second half season once he came back and mm-hmm. and you know looking at what we've got what we've got on the on these nominees i felt like had moreno had a had the full season to me i think he he probably would have been my pick but i mean of the three it's hard to to look at these guys and say like, like you said none of them really like Jumped was a runaway feet. favorite yeah yeah so, I mean, it's, and I get it. And I get, like you said, you know, I understand, you know, not one necessarily wanting to open it up, but I felt like the nominees weren't quite, I, I felt like this was the best of the three categories of the, well, of the three categories where that were limited. I felt like this was probably the middle choice, yeah. you know? Um, so, I mean, looking at the, at the next one, uh, defensive player of the year, Alex Timbakis won the award. Congrats, Alex. This one here, your, our nominees were Alex Timbakis, Kalen Ryden, and Harry Swartz. Now, this one I struggled with because Alex was fantastic early in the season. Well, I know who didn't get your vote. I know that for a fact. Kalen did not get my vote, no. I, I knew he that. He did not. Um, and also, I, I didn't vote for Alex either. But... I, so I voted for Harry, but I'm like, okay, well, Harry isn't necessarily like a full blown defender. Like, I, I I didn't like seeing him in that category. I looked at it. I looked at that category like this because I, I voted for Harry as well. And um, if if you're going to give me three options at a defensive player of the year, one of which had two of the best goals, two of the most important goals of the season, uh, at the time that they happened, and was just kind of all over the place and a man man. He might like, I, I wouldn't necessarily key in on his defensive attributes, his tackles, his interceptions, his, his block shots, whatever. But um, because he contributed so much on offense while also tracking back and not being a liability on defense, that to me was, was a huge positive for him. And, and when you look at Kalen, like I'm not, I'm not a, a Kalen hater like uh, somebody on this podcast, but uh, <clears throat> he, I, I can also admit that he didn't have the best season of his career. And, and then I, I'm giving defender of the year to a goalkeeper just seems weird to me because they affect the game. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you can have a good goalkeeper that can make like Tyler Farr this year for San Antonio. Who's stood Jordan on his head. Farr? Jordan Farr, yeah. Why did I say Tyler Farr? He's a country singer. Are you Is he really? Tyler? Yeah. I would say you're thinking Tyler Derrick, but... Uh, anyways, um, Jordan Farr uh, stood on his head multiple times this season and was incredible. And so if you have a guy like that, then okay, yeah, you, you can give him Defensive Player of the Year. And, and Alex was fantastic this season and stopped a lot of shots that I don't think a lot of keepers do. But at the end of the day, he stopped shots. And that's all he can contribute to the game. And so I kind of went away from him as well. And then Earl, you, you give me those two options and and then plus Harry, 
I, I had to go with Harry. Yeah. Earl, who would you uh, like to see in this mix if not if you had to pull out any of these guys? So first off, before we get there, I'm about to blow you guys away. Just so you know. Because my pick for defensive player of the year was Alex. Okay. Because I see, I see what's happening here. It's a classic uh overcompensation for your earlier thoughts on it. No, no, no. Let me let me explain why. So obviously Harry is not really a um focus. Sorry. Use this use this head. Use this head, please. Oh I am. I'm just trying to translate something, but whatever. <laughs> um so yeah, so obviously Harry is not a defensive player. I mean, yeah, he's played back there, he's played as a wing back, but that's not his focused position. So I would not put Harry in a defensive player of the year position. Even though he played back there some, I still would not do that when he was always up in the attack. <clears throat> never, he was never really in the back. He didn't really make any big defensive plays that saved a game or or anything like that. Um, Kalen obviously did not have – I mean, I love Kalen to death. Don't get me wrong. He's one of my favorite players. Will forever be one of my favorite players. Um, but he didn't have the season that he had last year or the year before. He definitely had a down slump season. Um, so obviously he wouldn't be my pick because he had that down season – which he should have been my pick because he's the only defensive line there on that on that selection on that ballot. Um, that leaves me with Alex. I hesitated on voting for Alex because obviously he's a goalkeeper, so that's his job pretty much is to be a defender. Um, and I had to stop and think about it for a minute, and I realized that he leads the club right, or he led the season and. I think he has the most clean sheets in United history. Um, he had, what is it, like fourth most saves in the USL this season. So, yeah, he definitely played good. So it was down between Kaylin and Alex, which obviously Alex – or obviously Kaylin did not have the season like I said. <laughs> so I had to – I had to go with, with Alex because – he was the only one who showed improvement from last season. Even though I talked a bunch of shit about him this season, he did show improvement from last. So Alex was 17th in the league in saves this season. Okay. Yeah. So middle of the pack, uh, he was eighth in the Western conference. So, um, I mean, it wasn't a bad season. I just, and again, I, I like Kalen. I do. I just, he had, so many moments this year where he just seemed to to be off, to be off by a step. And I and he missed time at the beginning of the year with an injury. And that's not I'm not holding that against him in terms of voting here. It was just he looked off. Like you said, like he he didn't look like he had the past couple of seasons. And so he may he had moments, especially this past couple of games, where he looked really good and looked more like the Kalen riding that we got used to seeing in 21 in 2020 and 2021. And so I think there's definitely room for him to get back to that. Um, I just think 
his his miscues this season at times outweighed the good. So it it was just it was a tough one for me to go into that one. Um Do you have something, Jacob? Nah. No. Okay. And uh, then the other award that was given out so far was the newcomer of the year. The three nominees were Alexis Swahi, Will Seymour, and Justin Portillo. Um, this one, I, I actually, I had a hard time with one, with this one. If if Alexi had played more, I feel like I would have voted for Alexi hands down. Um, but I actually, I voted Will Seymour here. Despite the uh, the offensive output of Justin Portillo, I went Will because I felt like Will had a fantastic season. You know, he filled in different roles. <laughs> he was dynamic. He was engaged. He was a very good defender, um, very good midfielder. And it's a, he's a guy that you put him on the pitch, no matter where he's at, he basically had a good night um, in, in most of his outings. And so for me, it was Will. Um but I will, you know, I will say, you know, Justin did have the, by far, the better offensive output on the year. Uh, Earl, what did you, what did you think about this category? Did you see any of these guys as really being a standout? I'm sorry, which category was this? Newcomer of the year. No, there wasn't really any standout on this one. This one was kind of like just a pull out of the. I actually don't remember who I voted for, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't, right. like, I don't like you calling me out. <laughs> In that case, Earl, um, how do you feel about Justin Portillo? And uh, would you take him over Kalen Ryden if it was Defender of the Year? <clears throat> yes. No. Um, no. <laughs> I fucking hate you. I really do. Before the show, Earl told me we're going to have professional Earl. We're going to have this really great Earl tonight. No, so he's not paying attention. Yeah, so the, the real Earl's back. The, or, or okay. the professional Earl's back. Sorry. <laughs> um. So yeah, now I remember. Um, that was Portillo. That was Seymour, and then I remember who the third one was. Alexi. Swahi. Swahi. I voted for Seymour. I remember okay. this now. Um, Any particular voted, reason why? I do have a particular reason why, because he was the newcomer of the year. Like, I mean, yeah, Portillo scored a shit ton of goals. Um, but Seymour, he, he was flexible. He was able to play the midfield, defensive midfield. He was able to play the defensive line, which he played a lot more than defensive midfield. Um, and every time he was on the, on the pitch, it looked like he, the team looked clean to say, like they knew where they were going. They weren't trying to give the ball up until the last game, um, but we won't go there. But, yeah, so Seymour, he he showed leadership is what it was. He showed that he knew what he was doing wherever he was put, whether it was in the midfield, whether it was on the defensive line. He showed that he can excel at either one of those positions, and so that's why I chose him. Right. Jacob, was there anybody you've – that you felt maybe should have gotten this over either of these guys, or did you go with it with one of these three? No, I think so. There, I mean, there was a case to be made, a small case for Ratty with his time on the pitch. I thought he was incredible when he actually got playing time. 
Um, I think Kiesewetter played really well when he was out there. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, Seymour and, and Portillo were the two kind of standouts uh, as far as that. That was concerning. And I, I voted for Will, but I voted for Will because I voted for Portillo in another category. Yeah. Um, and, and thought that he was probably going to win that other category and uh, wanted to share the wealth, so to speak. Um, otherwise, it, if, it, if it wasn't for that, I probably would have voted for, for Portillo. I feel like he, he just came in and changed the way the midfield operated for us uh, in, compared to seasons past. Mm-hmm. He was um, he was great at putting out fires and and honestly when you when you asked Earl about defensive player of the year for Portillo um, instead of Ryden, like there's there's a case to be made that Portillo did more to prevent the other team from attacking than anybody on the back line um, yeah. because he he was able to hold the ball in possession well, uh, distribute well, push the ball forward keep the ball away from the other team. If the other team get, did happen to get the ball and try to go through the middle of the field, he was there to stop that, uh, which is why I think you saw teams attacking us from the outside later in the season uh, because Portillo just had had that midfield uh, in the middle there just locked down. So um, <clears throat> he, he was clearly, to me, the newcomer of the year. But Seymour, I mean, you guys talked about it already. Seymour was just incredible. Um, the, having him on the back line in that back three to start the season was a revelation. We we all thought he was going to be a defensive midfielder coming in. That's what we had seen him play in the USL in the past. That's what he was playing over in Ireland. Um, he just, he was uh, incredible at everything that he did. And 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 from all accounts, I mean, Earl talked about his leadership. I mean, he's he's definitely a veteran. He's He's been around. Um, not only the USL, but but overseas, and and came in and was just just a rock for us back there, and and I, I loved having him, and I I really really hope we bring him back. Yeah, Will's a guy that I would love to see back as well. And uh, speaking of those signings, we, uh, we'll go ahead and move into that because well, last... we had a, we had another announcement. There was the MVP was announced. Was it? It's not posted anywhere. Yeah, three days ago. Portillo was the MVP. Okay. I or, didn't even, I, I honestly he, didn't he even was, see that. I, well, I don't see a newcomer. I just see the, the MVP. It was three days ago, uh, Portillo man of the year, Justin or New Mexico's man of the year, Justin Portillo. Uh, Portillo's first season as you at United was one for the books, our newcomer of the year and our MVP. Congrats on an exceptional first season for the black and yellow. And then it has uh 2022 MVP newcomer of the year, eight goals, five assists, and he played the most minutes and matches oh. for anybody, um, for anybody on the team this year. And and I think that um, I already uh, we kind of already talked about Portillo a little bit. And and I, I don't know about you guys, I voted for him for MVP as well. Yeah, I'm fairly certain I did. Yeah, I don't even because yeah on the on the club's website it just has him as a newcomer of the year. I did not see the the MVP one anywhere. Um, but yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, uh, bees to me, bees again, bees had a down year. I couldn't 
rightfully vote for him here. Um, and I don't feel like Alex did uh, did quite enough, you right. know? He was um, solid, but he wasn't like uh, goal. Like, you know, if you're a goalkeeper that's going to win your team MVP, you have to be at least a finalist for goalie of the year in the USL, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, like far could be the team MVP for San Antonio. Uh, ben Lund is probably the team MVP for Phoenix because without him, who the hell knows where they would be. Um, and so you can't have Alex as the team MVP if he's not up there in the upper echelons of, of the USL. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree there. Um, speaking of signings and re-signings, um, as we were getting to just a moment ago. Yeah, New Mexico United has already put out two announcements regarding the 2023 roster. The first one came out the other day that announced that the that Chris Weehan, Kalen Ryden, Christian Nava, and Amanda Moreno would be returning for the 2023 season. Now, all of these we already knew from prior announcements. Uh, these guys were already under contract. Um, I do want to point out, though, here with this one, there was a difference in wording between what was posted on the USL championship website and what New Mexico United has on theirs on the USL championship website. It says that the club exercised their 2023 option. Now when bees came back after, after the transfer from orange County, it was said that he was signed through 2023. Now, there was no mention of of an option at that time. So I I wonder that wording is interesting. So I, I, Yes and no. Like, I think when they announced he was signed through 2023, that is true. He, he is signed through 2023. And whether there's an option in there or not, because it's a team option. I mean, they have the final say on if he comes back for 2023 or not. And I think that from what I've, from what I've seen and gathered, almost every contract out there, aside from a couple here and there, have they're two-year contracts with that team option on the second year. And so I, I think that's kind of been the standard in the USL, at least for United especially. And so it doesn't surprise me that there was a team option there. But there, there's no way that you're not picking it up for Chris Weehan or Kalen Ryden or Christian Nava. Or, or Amando Moreno, for that matter, coming off the injury. I just, I don't think that, I, I think when they announced those team, those players being signed through 2023, it was with the understanding that, hey, like something would have to go like really, really, really wrong for us not to pick up this option. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I didn't pay that much. I saw it as well. I caught it as well, but I just kind of brushed it off. Earl, do you think that, do you think that the wording on these here, do you fact do you think that the fact that the USL championship is reporting it as a as basically, you know, basically one and a half year contract with a one year club option? Do you think that makes a big difference to the players rather than saying, Hey, you've got a guaranteed two year contract, which we knew which we which is what was announced for, especially for these other guys, that, that was the understanding. Is it con- it was they were in under contract because to me, one year and an option is not a solid two year under contract. It's one with option. Do you, does that do you think it matters to the players? And why do you think that the off front office 
announced it the way that they did. So yeah, so I think it <clears throat> I think it does matter to players if they're like a one and one deal. Um because so say B's had a terrible year. Say he only scored two goals and he was just not having it. Um, and then he instantly became unhappy, and now all of a sudden he's stuck in another year contract. I think the one on one contract allows him to look, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to go find some other pastures I can chew some grass at and call it good. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I think that those one on one contracts or one on one and a half contracts, whatever the heck they want to call it, I think those are very player friendly. Um, and especially with United always saying that they're all about their players, all about their fans. Um, I think they do that intentionally in case it doesn't work out for that. I mean, Bees was here, then he left and came back. I mean, there's an easy possibility that he gets upset again or he gets upset and doesn't want to come back for another year. And it allows um, – it allows him to have some flexibility in what he wants to do with his career because we've heard it from David before where they would never hold a player from going to do what they want. Mm -hmm. So I think those one-on-one -on -one contracts allow them and it makes it easier for players to sign because if you're someone who's riding the bench on, on MLS, we offer you a one-on-one -on -one contract. I mean, you come, you play lights out your first year. Obviously we have the option to pick you up or you have the option to decline it and go play European football somewhere or, or some other football somewhere else that you can actually show off your skills, such like Haji Berry. The other signing for New Mexico United was announced uh, earlier today. New Mexico United announced a two-year contract extension for Harry Swartz. Uh, we talked about Harry a little while a little while ago, Harry, of course, came in, had had uh, some fantastic time with United over the past two seasons. Looking at these five signings, well, really, again, we knew four of them. We now we now know Harry's coming back. We got five guys, pretty, in my opinion, pretty solid core group. Which of these guys so far are you most excited for the return next year? Harry, <laughs> with the way you worded it, it's Harry. The most excited because we didn't know that he was coming back until today. Yesterday? Mm -hmm. Today. 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 We didn't know he was coming back until today. So with with the not knowing part, that gets you more excited. We kind of already knew about the other four. I think the most important one coming back, despite what we talked about this year, I think is still Weehan. Um, I think Weehan turning next year, or next year if he can turn it around, and have more of a 2021 season than a 2022 season. He he can do uh, more for us than any of the other people that we have signed. See, Harry, I, com I, Harry I, coming back is huge. I love Harry. So I'm actually, I don't agree with that comment. I think Mondo is probably the most important signing coming back. Um, especially if he can continue the run he had at the end of the season where he was scoring goals. He was finally on cue with what he wanted to do. And I just got shit in my fucking eye. Um, pink eye? No. no. Not pink eye. <laughs> shit in your eye? Come on. Farting on a pillow? No? No? Nobody get it? Okay, whatever. I got you. Why would someone fart on a pillow? <laughs> uh, well, 
I, I, I have some reasons in that house, but I, I won't go there on the pod. <laughs> Who's saying thing about shitting on the on the pillow or farting on the pillow? Like you've you've seen Royal Rumble? Uh, what's it? Royal Rumble? <laughs> I don't even have a pillow. Um. Anyways, uh, you don't sleep with. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on ready hold on, to rumble? Ready, is it ready? You don't sleep with a pillow? No. So for those of you keeping Horns score at home, uh, doesn't sleep with a pillow. Warm eggnog or eggnog with ice. Um, that's two in the psychopath category. Um, I think when we get to three, that means uh, should start tearing down walls to look for bodies, I think is what that should mean. Yep. And he's not hearing any of this. Nope. God damn, girl, I hate you sometimes. No, I listened. I listened. It was one, I don't sleep with a pillow. Two was... <laughs> Two was um Earl, do we need to find a backup for you on no. <laughs> I, I told you I told him last night on the phone that we were gonna lose him for a little while and mm -hmm. and I that is proven to be true so far tonight. No, I'm still good. I'm still good. I was just sending a message. Well so, I, you know, so, with, with the off season coming up, you guys are certainly more than welcome to you know take some time off if you, if they you know, off season holidays. I get it. So. <laughs> I like how he says that to us, but then yeah. he's like, I'm not going to take time off. But then <laughs> Seth, Seth has no life. So no. he's a soulless robot. All he does is ref games and bitch about the kids on his lawn. Get so real quick, real quick. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Except for the, <laughs> the first one was a one. So I just think it's all ones. And it's like, okay, yeah, cool. Okay. I don't know why you're showing us this. See, you live in this, a terrible part of town. You're just going to get lost. That's not what's going to happen. That Seth has become a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> and no. not only is he a drug dealer, he's also selling his ass on the corner right by his house. In that just, white building. Yeah, all he has to do is step outside. And if that was the case, I'd have light. a little bit more than this. But no, no. Eh, I, I think you're holding yourself a little too high. <laughs> have you seen the competition in this area? Fair. Fair. Yes, <laughs> <I have>. Fair. <laughs> No, year so Jackie, you mentioned seeing the ones for years ago. Someone someone told me that if you put the ones in front, no one really knows how much you have. You know, it's not like you get I the larger bills on the outside. So I work for the state. There's no money involved. Yeah, no no money there at all. So I do it too. Yeah. So um. So so real quick, Seth. Yeah. Are are we getting? You know when they when they put out the four and the announcement of the four. Uh, signed through 2023. Um, in the group chat, we had a discussion about somebody that was absent there. Are we going to talk yes. about that? We are, yeah, that's where okay. that's where that's where I was heading with that. Um, so yeah, the four came out, and there's been I, there has been a discussion over on the subreddit. There's been other discussions about it. We had our own, and there was a play that I felt was missing from this announcement, and that's Sergio Rivas. Sergio's a guy that has been announced as being under contract right through 2023. It was a it was a article from 20 or 2000 December of last yeah. December of last year that you sent me that said he was signed yeah. uh, for two more years. So so yeah. it, it is out there that he is signed through next year but was not on a list of people that was announced of being signed through next year. So it's be so here's here's my opinion on it. You obviously can't show your entire deck of hand, your entire deck, the very first 
infographic that you put out. You have to but build then, time in for the rest of the season. Well, no, but this, then, this, but uh, then why do why do four and not two or one? Yeah, the guys that were we, they they announced the four guys that were already signed that we already knew. Why not include Sergio in that? So last time I checked, I'm also a volunteer journalist. So. <laughs> journalist is is being kind that's actually no actually no you actually probably have gotten the most scoops out of all three of us somehow and i don't understand now because it's like he just texts us and he's like hey i found this out and we're like what the how how did earl of all people find this out but he's got the connections apparently yeah i'm still not gonna i'm still not gonna spill my connection because i finally figured out his name and i'm not gonna dive him (laughs) out on air yeah no please please do not give out our sources on air no we, we don't want to do that. Can I at least know who the source is off air? Because I don't even know who it is. You know who it is. You already know who they are. Do I? Okay. Yes. <laughs> You've had physical conversations with these people. I know who one of them is because <laughs> I talk to them all the time. But anyways, so so, so back to the Sergio Rivas thing. Yeah. It is it is kind of strange. Uh, we heard Earl's take, Seth. What a did you you're the, you're the one that brought it up in the first place and, but i don't think you really said what you kind of thought of it so what is what is your thought there on the the sergio rivas not being involved there is it a is it a bad sign that he 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 isn't signed uh, or something happened and it was an option that we're not going to pick up or is it a uh, something else it's curious um and really, because typically when you see things like this, and, and again, the article I sent out, so over on USLChampionship.com, the information is posted up on Transfer Market, um, which is a site that I use frequently. Um, New Mexico United announced on Saturday it had signed. This is from uh, December 25th, 2021. It had signed local standout Sergio Rivas to a multi-year contract extension. The DLC is a Cibola High School graduate locked in through at least the end of the 2023 USL Championship season. Again, no mention of a club option. No mention of any, you know, anything like that. So him not being included may think that maybe he's not. Maybe there's a transfer in the works. Maybe, maybe there's something else going on because it doesn't make sense to me to say, hey, we've already got these four guys locked in. And while Earl, while I get you, you know, not wanting to shoot your shot all at once, like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense from. To, to announce the four and not have Sergio in there as well. Um, I, or we lost Earl for a second. So uh, I'll jump in. I agree that it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And, and so I'm trying to, with this, I'm trying to put on the hat of by unbiased opinion here because I'm not the biggest Revis fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a good dude. Well, actually I take that back. I don't know if he's a good dude or not. I think he's a a solid player. I do think that this season we saw him not necessarily be fully focused on soccer, uh, in my opinion. He posts a lot about sponsorships and, and doing this and doing that. We saw a post where he gets injured uh, messing around with his nephew. Yeah, I believe. Um, and so he... He, he seems kind of a knucklehead to me uh, is a way that I would put it where he's, he's, he's a very, he has a lot of talent. Does he always, is soccer always his priority uh, is how I'll put it. Um, and so is the team 
I feel like he came on strong at the end of the year. I do think he played well at the end of the year, Mm -hmm. but uh, throughout the rest of the season, you know, the first part and through the middle there, uh, I I was disappointed in him. And I think some people at the club were as well. Um, So if, because I kind of mentioned it to you, Seth, in the the text there, well, both of you, because it's a group text, but, um, you know, the USL isn't the most reliable source of information on contracts, um, even when they put out a news uh, briefing on it. So I wouldn't be surprised if even though the the article that you sent out from December of last year that didn't mention an option, maybe it had an option in it and they are contemplating picking it up. Maybe there's a transfer in the works. That post was also worded very specifically of, hey, here are four guys that we think are core members coming back. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't think he's one in that same group of guys, um, <clears throat> but he's still going to be coming back. I don't know. Uh, you can go a lot of different ways in, with this. And So and... Here's, here's how I see it. I, I do see Sergio coming back. Um, because obviously he's one of the fan favorites. That's what the club's all about, his fan favorites. Yeah, his off-the-pitch antics are a little questionable. Um, but um, here's what I see, though, is it's going to be like a holiday announcement. It's not going to be – because everyone loves Sergio. Like, that's the thing. He's one of the fan favorites in the in the United – fan base um he's going to be one of like the christmas like they did when they announced him a christmas day signing or christmas day re-signing or thanksgiving re-signing a black friday something um so yeah that's how i see it it's going to be a like a holiday gift that they give to everybody again i i would be disappointed if i found sergio rivas in my stocking (laughs) let's just put it that way I mean, I'd rather see Brucey in my stocking, but you know, like I have no comment. I have, Bruce, I, have right, so I know we don't, we don't, I, I will preface this by saying at the moment, we do not have any inside information about who's coming back. I would be surprised if Brucey leaves. Mm-hmm. We talked about this last year. I think we had the same kind of similar conversation and we were kind of split on if he was going to go or if he was going to stay. Um, he just seems like such a New Mexico United player. Like we talked about him getting the humanitarian award. Um, We talked about just what a great guy he is. We've seen him interact with the fans. Um, Unless he gets an option to play somewhere with where he thinks he's going to get, you know, double the playing time and, and an every match starter, which I feel like he should be here anyways. Um, I just don't see him leaving. Yeah, I have Bruce is, is one of a, of a of a number of guys on my list that I would like to see come back. Um, whether or not he does, I don't know. I don't think he leaves, but um, he's to me he's probably the biggest fan favorite on the club at the moment. You know, he's he he's someone that it, people are cl- that clamor for every week to see why isn't he on the pitch? Why isn't he playing? Why isn't he out there? Why isn't he being used as a sub? And so he, he is one of the top two or three. I think, I think Nava has him beat. 
Possibly, yeah. But I, I can't think of anybody above Nava or or anybody else above him but Nava. But I would put Nava above him. And then I would have Brucey a solid second there. Yeah. Because he, I mean, he, I love him. He's one of my favorites. I mean, yeah. he, the dude is just, he's such a genuine dude. He brings such energy. He, he almost has a similar problem as Nava does that his size just kind of limits what he can, like his height. But at least he's stocky enough and he's a freaking fighter that yeah. he'll get in there and he, you won't, you won't push him around like you can push Nava around. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there, I mean, we're obviously, we're going to have a lot more roster news to come in, you know, to talk about in the coming weeks and months and, and uh, just real quick, top your head. First answer. When I say name one guy you want to see come back. Jerome. My, my first, my first thought was, was Brucey, but since we already talked about him, I will say Nico. And okay. we, we had, we've talked about Nico um, and, and we have, have kind of heard that the club was a little disappointed in his, his uh, output. But I, I just think that, that having Nico Brett up top is you're not going to find very many options that I would say are better than Nico Brett up top. And I think he had a down year. He had injuries. The offense in general just wasn't what it should be. And so I think if you, you give him year two under, uh, under Prince's system and you kind of keep the same core around him, you bring Portillo back, you've got Amondo, you've got Rivas, you've got hopefully Brucey, you got Harry. Um, I, I think it just gets better and, and he can produce more next year. I do I do love the Jerome shout out though because he he was very impressive to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and it's not like the 2019 season after he or the 2020 season after he had the 2019 season with El Paso where you know an MLS team was like, "Hey, come here." Uh he's not he wasn't that good this year to get looks, I don't think anyways from from teams in a different kind of stratosphere of of division and so i wouldn't be surprised if he's back in the usl next year and if he's back in the usl next year i want him on our team for me and like i want to see this player back although i i don't know how we're gonna fit him in ratty i loved watching ratty play i felt ratty was Fair. was tremendous Fair. in the time that he had um and if we can bring him back, I, I know it would most likely mean Austin goes, but, and, and I don't, I miss Austin, but even then like Harry and Raddy on the left, how do you fit Raddy in there? Cause Raddy, Raddy can be that dynamic player going forward up that left side. So I don't know, but I'd love to see him. He was, he was physical. He was smart. He was, he, he so, did a lot of good things. So I think there's a room for Austin and Raddy to come back. Um, I think it sacrifices not necessarily a roster spot for Suggs, but playing time for Suggs, Mm -hmm. which we didn't see Suggs a whole lot this year. Anyway, he was banged up a lot. You know, he's, he's, he's leads the, the league in minutes played, I believe. Um, And so, you know, having him in the locker room, I think is a huge deal. Having him on the pitch, I think Raddy kind of, 
usurped him in my head. Uh, Ratty just seems so dynamic out there. But but you can have you can play a back four with Ratty on that side, and then Harry right above him, mm-hmm. and then that creates such an overload on that left hand side for defenses that um, it, it can wreak havoc. And then Austin is is fairly good on the right side as well. Um, so like in my head, if you've got Ratty and then Harry right in front of him, and then Austin and Bruce right in front of him, hot damn, dude, that's 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 a solid defensive club, but with some offensive firepower that not a lot of teams I think can reach. So, that I. I, I mean, you say like I, I said Nico, but then I thought about Seymour. Mm, yeah, then thought, was, and then I and then I thought about Portillo. Then I thought about Ratty. Then I thought about Austin and Sheed, and basically uh, Alexi. I'd love to see Alexi. Yeah, I mean the although Alexi had a rough end of the season. I mean, yeah, he did not hit some issues there at the end, uh, just communication errors and getting back and stuff like that. But I I think he. Yeah, I, I'd have to. We'd have to listen back to last year's episode or the last, like the season preview episodes from before the season. But I think I had Alexi as pretty high up there in our newcomer of the year kind of award before the season started. I thought mm-hmm. him coming from Lou City and being part of their back line and starting all those matches for them would would bring solidity to our back line that we hadn't had in the past. And and he was in and out of the lineup with injuries and kind of got passed up by. Uh, Rashid for there for a little while and Seymour there for a little while. And so it just didn't, I don't think it quite worked out for him. He didn't have quite the impact that I thought he would. Um, but I, w- I would still love to see him back. I mean, I, w- I would, I would love us to run it back minus like three or four players and, and bring in a few more talented players at, at certain positions and, and go from there. Cause I mean, Harry was a fan favorite. Seymour was a fan favorite. Portillo was a fan favorite. Brucey was a fan favorite. Rivas and Moreno are fan favorites. Um, the, I mean, it, it, the list just goes on and on. I, and and it goes back to us talking about how talented we were to begin the season and how we just underperformed this year. I would love to see us with the same group of talent be able to perform up to the level that they should and see what we could accomplish. Yeah. Yeah, again, there's going to be a lot to come in the coming weeks, days, and months uh, as we go through the offseason. I do have two topics left for us this evening, the first of which is our championship playoff pick uh, Obviously, the conference semifinals uh, happened over the weekend. San Antonio beat Oakland Roots. Colorado Springs beat Sacramento. Luce City beat Pittsburgh. And Tampa Bay topped Memphis. I'm um, sorry, did, did I have a perfect week? Is that what happened? Uh, you did have been, a very good week. I, I think I had a perfect week. And if I, am I tied for the first now? Am I tied for the first? Uh, I that I, I am, yeah. I've got the papers right in there. Let me grab that. I will double check our scores. And Hold on. You guys. Right I, will, I will tell you right now. I'm tied for first. So uh, Earl got stupid lucky in the first round. Um, and now he's not even listening. He's thinking with his, his other head. And uh, I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> You're talking about how you had a perfect week and no one fucking cares. <laughs> I care, damn it. All right. So, uh, Jacob, you and I both had perfect weeks this week. Earl, we didn't pick the same games. Yes, I thought we, we had a game different. 
No, you. So you, uh, all three of us. Oh, went, maybe we uh, did. Okay, okay. All three okay. of us went San Antonio. All three of us went <laughs> Lou City over Pitt. Jacob, you and I took Colorado over Sacramento, and you and I also took yeah. Tampa Bay over Memphis. So okay. okay, you and I both had perfect weeks. Earl, on the other hand, went two and two, and uh, Earl now sits at seven and two. Jacob, you said at six and three, and I am at yeah! five and four. No, he's at seven and three. He would. He didn't get a perfect. He didn't have a perfect week last week. I missed one. No, yeah, he missed one. He missed one in week one, so he is three as well. You're right. He's seven and three. Uh, let me see. Oh, that's I right. That's right. Because I the, uh, the the Sunday game. I don't. Yeah. I didn't have that result written down. Oh, okay. So, okay. so yeah, I'm still. I'm still leading. No, we are tied, motherfucker. We are tied. Yes, you're right. I do apologize. Yeah, Jacob and Earl are tied at seven to three. <laughs> I am at six and four. So, uh, we have three matches remaining. Anything could no, so the, the tiebreaker on this one goes by alphabetical order. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll figure out a, a tiebreaker for the, for the final. How about that? If there, if it is tied, so, um, so were there any surprises from the, from the semifinal round? Obviously not for me since I picked the perfect game. No, you and I were, were fantastic there. So <laughs> I, I do think I, I will say that we were I I did pick a perfect game, but all all well, three of the four matches were very close. Yeah. Three of the four matches, uh two of them went to extra time. Um one of them went to a penalty shootout, and the other one was one nil. And it yeah. was a crazy crazy series of events at the end of that game to produce that one nil result. So two penalties in the extra time (laughs) in stoppage time, I should say. And, and one of them got saved and one of them didn't. And that was the difference. And so um, it was, it was a very good weekend of football. Um, (laughs) And I, I'm, I'm actually really excited about the conference finals games coming up. Yep, conference finals. We have November fifth, the Eastern Conference Final. That is Friday, uh, Saturday night. I do apologize. Saturday night, Lou City host Tampa Bay. Uh, this is one here. A lot of people are picking Lou City here. Uh, I've already said I felt like Tampa Bay could be the dark horse in all this. Um, Earl, who you got, Lou City or Tampa? Tampa. Tampa. Okay. No, Loose City. Loose City. Earl's going Loose City. All right. <laughs> Jacob. Oh, this is going to be the match that determines the winner of our Pick'em contest because I'm going Tampa. Um, Ooh. Tampa and Loose City have played uh, several times. Tampa has beat them every time in the playoffs, uh, if I am remembering correctly. And um, you know, we talked about it last year or last week. I think Tampa just has the higher ceiling of of anybody else out here and, and to go into Memphis and gut out that win that they did, um, I think is just going to give them a little bit of a boost going into this game (coughs) in a match, uh, against the loose city team that, you know, that, that game was, was ripe for the picking for Pittsburgh there. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it is the one game that went to penalties, um, and and Pittsburgh very easily could have taken that in in extra time or even in, in regulation. So they should have um, taken it in regulation. Agreed. So so I think that uh I think Tampa just just sticks out to me as as the team uh to come out of the East. 
Yeah, I agree with you, Jacob. Tampa Bay has been the dark horse for me coming out of the East. Um, I felt like they had one of the strongest teams all season long. Uh, they play well on the road. They play well at home. Uh, super talented club. Um, I mean, both sides are really. Um, but yeah, I've got Tampa. Uh, they've looked to me. They've been the more impressive side in the playoffs so far. Um, and so I'm taking Tampa over Lou City here. And finally, the Western Conference Final. Uh, <laughs> Earl's not even going to wait there. <laughs> I was going to give you the benefit of the doubt, and I was going to go first so that you could base your pick off of mine if you wanted to you know, try to compete for this thing. But but you just jumped out there with San Antonio. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish Robert and, and uh, Harry were in the chat for this one because I'd love to get their takes on it. Um, Colorado is a team that a lot of people kind of wrote off towards the end of the season, particularly after Haji Berry was transferred to the EPL. That's the Egyptian Premier League, not the English Premier League. Um, but Colorado continues to play strong. Um, and so they've they've looked good in, in each of their playoff matches so far. Um, so... Jacob, San Antonio, Colorado. I I have liked Colorado for four years now. I, I've just I've I've liked their fans. I went to the away match in San or in Colorado Springs in 2019. I uh, had a great time there. Liked a lot of the players that they had then. Like a lot of the players they have now. However. When we finished our season against them and me and Earl were down there, um, I did not care for like Caldwell ended up him. He was a dick for a minute there, uh, but he ended up being pretty cool. I did not like a lot of their other players. Um, I, I didn't like their attitudes. I don't like Galena uh, from when he threw the ball at the ball boy uh, in 2021. Um, Haji Berry's not there. So <clears throat> my heart is torn on if I should root for them or not. So that being said, I will probably be rooting for them come Saturday. However, I got to go with San Antonio. That's two howevers in one sentence. It, no, it wasn't a sentence. <laughs> I ended sentences in there. It was just two howevers in a point. Okay. It took you that long to get to the obvious answer? Well, because I don't want to be boring and just blurt out San Antonio five seconds into the pitch about the Western Conference Finals. Because that doesn't make for good freaking radio. Well, or it's, podcasting, obvious. Whatever. it's obvious. Earl's sometimes, got other things to do. He's trying to get out of here. True. That's true. Actually, I'm Some, not. I, sometimes you have to make the obvious less obvious so that there's intrigue. I have all of it like right here, so I'm not even worried. Okay. Um, all right, so Jacob San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to be different in the West, but San Antonio is just head and shoulders above the West that it's just, I can't. Yeah, I I agree. San Antonio has been a class of the West all season long. Colorado fell off, and I was among the crew that thought that they might slip a little bit uh, after Haji Berry left. I did still say that you know, Michi oh, hold Galina. On, hold on, hold on. You, you. When I thought we they played would... them. When we played them at the end of the year, me and Earl were both like, "Ah, they're done. They don't have Haji Berry." And you were like, "Well, hold on, hold on, yeah. guys, hold on." So. No, I mean, I, I thought it would slip, but I didn't. But they still had weapons such as Michi Galena 
at Cam Lindley and you know then Aaron Elvis, Elvis Amo, Elvis Aaron, Amo Wheeler. Aaron Wheeler showed up. You know he are showed you up big. Are you are you fuck? No, you can't just <laughs> say it. He didn't say it quietly. He fucking screamed it at the top of his lungs. Yeah. Are you fucking high? Yeah. I can't are you scream. fucking stupid? I I can't scream. Yeah. Um, so no, I mean, no. they've continued to be to be dangerous. You know, we we saw Aaron Wheeler when they were here, it, even in the final you know, 15 20 minutes of that match, Wheeler was dangerous. Uh, we've seen Wheeler here in the playoffs play well. Um, for me, this is going to come down to can San Antonio do enough defensively against Colorado? Um, I think San Antonio has been fantastic all year long. Jordan Farr has been great, that defense has been great. Um, so, so before you give your pick, this is a pick for you. You're down by a game in Pickham. Mm-hmm. If you pick the same as us, then it would come down to the championship as far as, as trying to catch us, even just to tie us, uh, one of us, because uh, you pick the same as me. So, yeah. so you, can't, <clears throat> you can't gain ground on me in the semifinals. I so, know. So do you, do you go against me here to try to make up a game? and think strategically there, or do you go with, with what you actually think is going to happen? <sighs> because if you, pick, if you pick Colorado and Colorado makes it, I mean, kudos, bro. Kudos. That's, <laughs> that's ballsy as fuck, but it's a bold move. Cotton. It's a bold move. Cotton. Yeah. I'm trying to look something up here real quick. Um, okay. Here it is. San Antonio schedule. So I want to say that they did not play well against Colorado this year. I could be wrong. Okay, they beat San Antonio. They beat Colorado on the road one nil, and then beat one nil at home as well. So oh, it's not won, like they won games one nil. Really? Yeah, that's a yeah. shocker. San Antonio <laughs> winning one fucking nil. God, right? I hate San Antonio. Sorry. Uh, see, San Antonio. They picked up the second match. Uh, their home match was. Uh, PC picked up a goal in the 76th minute for the winner there. And in the first match, it was a, an own goal from Colorado that gave San Antonio the win. I mean, I'm going to go Colorado. Yes. (laughs) I just, (laughs) I'm gonna call. I, I think Colorado does enough creatively up up front. I think you're crazy as fuck. That they could pick up a goal. It's not like San Antonio's dominated them in either of these performances. So I think Colorado could do it. Colorado could do it, and Colorado right. is going to do it. Are two very, <laughs> very different things. Yeah. No, I mean, I, for for the sake of the pick'em, I'm, I'm gonna go Colorado to give myself a shot. I, I think I, there are things I do like. I do like about Colorado. Um, you so know, you realize when San Antonio beats Colorado, you're eliminated, right? Yeah, yeah. But if Colorado wins, I'm right in the middle of it. So. If Colorado wins, then me and you are tied going into the championship. Is what that means? Pretty, yeah. <clears throat> That's exactly what that means. Well, well, we'd all be tied. <clears throat> well, it depends on what happens in the Tampa Bay game. Yeah. Because he picked and then we'll go up. off of alphabetical order and then <laughs> it's a <roll. laughs> 
All right, so USL Conference Finals, Saturday, Sunday, this evening, and the final will be next Sunday. Um, so be sure to tune in ESPN Plus uh, to watch those matches. Uh, one final note before we get out of here, I do want to wish condolences to Phoenix Rising FC who are having to pack up their stadium and move once again potentially. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know any other way to say this, but I'd hate to be in their shoes. Like, yes, I know we don't have a stadium, but to have to pack up your whole stadium and move it around from place to place, like that's gotta be a bad. So, so can we have a moment of silence for them? No, good enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, what do you guys, what do you guys think about this? I mean, do you think it's a bad look for the club that they're having to move again? I think it's a joke. I think, I think uh, Phoenix had a good run and uh, we'll see. I don't see them uh, being the top tier club that uh, some of their fans think that they are going to be year in and year out. Uh, do you know we'll, which? Fan, we'll see. Do you know which fan that is? I think it rhymes with uh, vagina laster. Does it rhyme <laughs> with vagina plaster? <laughs> no, I think that's actually his name. His oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, real quick. Do we get a stadium announcement this off season? Yes, I think we have to. Okay, I mean, sometime this off. I'm not saying tomorrow, but at some point before the kickoff of next season, is that the club's to. Christmas present? Yes. I don't. I don't if, know if it's not a big player signing. Then yes, it'll be a a stadium announcement. I don't know if if they'll have it and hammered out all the details hammered out by then. Um, because guys, we're we're. Like Christmas sounds like it's a long ass ways away. It's not. It's it's right around the corner. So, so I I it would be awesome, but I'm not holding my breath. I mean, Pete did give an interview not too long ago. Said they could be up and you could have a letter of intent signed within sixty days, and that was you know true. So I mean, they've narrowed it down to a couple sites. The Pete said that they could be having a. I'm sorry, Peter Trevisani, owner and CEO of New Mexico United. If you got founder, <laughs> found yes, co-founder, president, CEO of New Mexico United, Pete Peter Trevisani. Would hate um, uh, you forgot his middle initial. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, you also I think, forgot the the copyright. There you go. Uh, I th- I think it's coming sooner rather than later. So, um, I think that's gonna just about do it for us. Do you guys have any well, final? I we did not start off with a burning question. I did so, ask girl, but you weren't here. Oh, okay. Well, I've got a burning question okay. for you guys anyways. <laughs> um, as many of you know, I'm an LAFC fan. Um, we are playing for the MLS Cup final um, this weekend. I have two things that I would like to get your all thoughts on. One, an MLS Cup final or any championship trophy game being played at 2 o'clock in the fucking afternoon uh thoughts on that first and foremost well i mean la is a shit show so but it was it was scheduled no, 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 not, that, uh, it was scheduled for that no matter what it was the the championship game was going to be at two o'clock no matter what i mean i'm just saying you know because i guess there's other stuff going on in the, that, that, in the I'm, that's my second part yeah i, I will get but, to that. yeah two o'clock is just fucking weird man right is that two o'clock eastern no it's two o'clock our time okay well, okay. 
No, yeah, that's still terrible. I mean, that's still one o'clock in, that in be, LA. That should be a prime time game. That is a night game through and through, no matter yeah. what. That that should be a under the it's, lights performance. It's because it's LAFC. Well, the the thing is, but it wasn't. It was going to be that no matter what. The problem is you can't go that late though because Philly's Philly's the East Coast team, so you can't necessarily say like a, a seven o'clock West Coast kickoff. Then they should have won the Shield. They. Home field advantage should be home well, field no, advantage. I, I no, I get that. No, I completely agree. I'm just saying, if you're going to set a time, and given this matchup, yeah, like you, I mean, you can't do seven o'clock Pacific because that's, you know, that, that's ten o'clock Eastern. You just you can't do that. That doesn't work. That's not feasible. I mean, if you did like a five o'clock Pacific, I could see that, <clears throat> especially since it's on a on a Saturday. You know, like that would work, but. Yeah, I just two o'clock is terrible time. I I think it should be seven o'clock here, six o'clock Pacific, eight o'clock. I mean, you you get in every other sport. The Phillies playing the Astros, right? Say it wasn't the Astros. Say it was the Dodgers. They're not going to put a World Series game at two o'clock in the morning or in the afternoon. They unless it's a Sunday afternoon, they're not going to do that. It is going to be prime time. No matter if it's in LA or if it's in in Philly, it is going to be a night game, no matter what. And a, any sport in the world, the championship for basketball, it is a night game, no matter what. So that leads in perfectly into the second part of this. A headline from ESPN: MLS Cup Final in LA to have no parking for fans due to USC game. Why is it at the same time as a USC game in the first place? Why is it not a night game? Why? Why why not post move it back so you don't have to deal with this? Who's There's USC literally parking? I don't know who the fuck cares. There's <laughs> literally no parking for fans because of a fucking college football game happening nearby. So they are asking fans to park at Dodger Stadium and do a free shuttle to Bank of California Stadium. I am a I am as diehard of as, as an LAFC fan that doesn't live in LA as can be, in my opinion. And I am furious about this. Just freaking furious. I don't get it. It's it doesn't make any sense. I mean I mean, we have we have enough issues here with other events in and around the area. I mean, we have issues the final game of the season against, you know, with with a band thing over it. Mm-hmm. Over at um, Dream Style Stadium, what University Stadium, whatever it's called now. Yeah, um, but the I mean, football field. Yeah, it, it, in LA, you've got you've got games of this magnitude, an MLS championship, which I, to me, I still understand why. I mean, granted, Don Garber MLS does a terrible job of promoting themselves and pushing the sport and growing the sport. But yeah, the timing is terrible. The fact there's no parking available, it's just it's all ridiculously stupid of MLS and LAFC and everyone involved. Like it's stupid. Like I, I can't, can you imagine 40? I don't know. I don't, what their stadium hold 45,000 or something like that. Bank of California actually only, only holds 22. Okay. Well, I mean, could you imagine 22,000 people all trying to take public transportation to get to and from the stadium, yeah. a Metro or a free shuttle or that's something a like shit that show. Like that's terrible. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't either. And 
And as somebody who wants to see the 3252 just, I mean, jam packed in there and just having a ball. Um, and and the, that stadium is a legit home field advantage for LAFC. And if the championship game is compromised because we can't fit, we can't get 22,000 in there because of this shit. It, <clears throat> it's, I mean, and I don't, I don't even necessarily blame Bank of California or LAFC for this because the championship game time was set up by MLS in advance. So they didn't know LAFC was going to get there. And having this USC thing is, is an unfortunate circumstance, but I don't understand why you can't just push it, push it back two hours. Well, you can't push it back two hours because USC is hosting. You'll never guess who it's not Notre Dame. It's not Stanford. It's the three and five Cal golden bears at seven 30 Pacific time. What? <laughs> How is there no? Oh my God. Put the game on Sunday. Like, I mean, yes, you'd have to deal with it, deal with the NFL, but like, move the game to Sunday. How does a game five and a half hours later dictate you have no fucking parking? Oh my gosh! I mean, grant, granted, I will grant them this: NCAA tailgating is a hell of a lot bigger than tailgating for LAFC soccer match. So that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know if it's this news or the head or the margarita, but I have a headache now and I'm, <laughs> I'm not happy about it. Let me see. I, I'm looking to see <clears throat> none of the LA football teams host a game on Sunday. It, I mean, this is pathetic. I mean, it just, it just, it, it, As somebody who wants to see soccer in America grow in popularity, um, how are you? How are you doing this? To the, I mean, the diehards are going to go. They'll be there, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the crazy fans in the thirty-two fifty-two. They'll show up. They'll ride the bus. But how are you going to take a, an opportunity to grow LAFC's brand? And and just completely like LAFC arguably is the biggest club in MLS right now. I mean, they signed Chiellini, they signed Chiellini, they signed Bale, uh, they've had Carlos Vela. Um, they they have just done so much for MLS on a global scale. Um, that I mean, they're one of the top two or three clubs. Uh, just as far as brand goes, not necessarily what's on the pitch because they haven't won an MLS cup yet. They've been very good, but they haven't won an MLS cup yet. So I get that. But as far as brand is concerned, if you're worried about growing the MLS as an entity, LAFC is like the biggest name out there. And you're going to screw over a chance to grow that fan base because you can't move it to Sunday or you got to have it at two o'clock on a Saturday. Don Garber doesn't doesn't care. 
All Don Garber cares about is padding the pockets of himself and the ownership. Don Garber doesn't care about growing <laughs> soccer in the U.S. But if you want to grow your pocket, if you want to grow your wealth and your money, you need fans to do that. Right. So it did, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Earl, any input on the topic? He just fucking yawned. Nope, I don't have any input on this topic. I think Na- that mic is muted. Nashville didn't make it, so he he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously he, he, you'll be watching on Sunday. I Saturday. Saturday. Yes, yeah. I will. I will. So. I will be at work, but I will be watching. And it pisses me off because so Tito uh, Morales uh, of La Maison, um, Billy Babb, also a United fan. Um, several other other of us United fans talked about getting together if we made it the championship, but because it's at fucking two o'clock, I can't do anything because I yeah. have to work. It's like really, you get really, really, you're in a Saturday afternoon championship game. You know? Do you know when I started following MLS? Part of it was because United, but also Kansas City and Atlanta played for a championship. Mm-hmm. At nighttime. Yep. <laughs> and I happened to scroll through it and find it. You know how many people are going to be scrolling through on a Tuesday or on a Saturday at two o'clock? Not very many. No. Nope. You know why? They're, they're all going to watch a football. It's fucking fall. And so they're going to either be watching college football or they're going to be out and about. They're not going to be sitting at home going, oh, I wonder what's on TV right now. No. Seven o'clock in the evening is when that happens because it's fucking dark by then. Yep. And people are inside, and there's not a lot going on. Maybe a couple college football games, and that's about it. Maybe a World Series game. I don't know about the World Series schedule, but it just baffles me. It just blows my fucking mind. And I, yep. and for those of you saying that I have a dog in the fight, so I, that's why I care, I honestly truly believe that even if Austin had beat LAFC, when I found out the game was at 2 o'clock, I would be losing my shit anyways. No matter who was in the championship game, because I'm a soccer fan and I want soccer to be more of a thing in this country. And you, you have this and I'm legit, but I, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'll get off my soapbox and I will, I will ask you, is that uh, the brave stadium picture behind you there, Seth? It is. That's okay. uh, that that's Turner field. I didn't know if it was still called Turner field or not. Cause well, Turner, I know you guys moved. Turner field is gone. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's the old one. That's the you. old. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Turner Field. That got tore down um, three years after, ago? yeah, three years ago after uh, Truist Park was built. So, I, I want to see if I can find a print of Atlanta Fulton County Stadium too. But, yep, I find it's been sitting behind my futon for a while. I finally hung it up over the weekend. So, <laughs> a futon. Sorry, sorry. I mean, it works for the kids, right? Yeah, it works. They don't work perfectly for the kids, but. But it, it, I don't need a thousand dollar sofa to get all food. Futon just reminds me of college. That's all. <laughs> yep. So, all right, guys, I think that's going to do it for us. We're off our soapboxes. Uh, we've been going for an hour and a half now. So Earl, Earl's been asleep for the last 15 minutes. So. Yep. Earl, no, do, you have any, do you have anything okay. to add, Earl? Uh, do I have anything to add? Not sports related, but sure. My biggest thing to add is um, times are tough. Really, it is. Um, keep keep your mental health in, in check. Um, 
if you need to talk to somebody, call them, seek counseling, uh, just do different things to keep yourself sane. Um, obviously, I've been going through a tough time this past week, so that's that's kind of why I'm on this soapbox now of actually uh, maintaining your your mental health. Um, like I said, if you if you need to talk to somebody, find somebody, find a counselor, find a pastor, whoever you can trust. Um, you can always message us on Facebook. We're more than willing to listen. We've said it before. Say it again. Um, but really, just keep keep your head up. It's it's okay to not be okay, and everyone has their issues. Well said. Well said. Well said. Probably the best thing you've said all day. Um, sorry, girl. I'm sorry. That's uh, subjective to what I've been saying over on the. Never mind. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, anyways, anyways, uh, I, I, I fully, uh, mirror what Errol said there, including Earl. If you need, I, I called you last night, call me if you need anything. Uh, I'm here for you, buddy. We just need to plan that trip to Muleshoe. We got it. We will do that for sure. Uh, Seth is invited too, but he's a curmudgeon. So we'll see if he actually decides to come, but, uh, Seth, you got anything else? I'm good. Did you vote? I did vote. I voted last week. Uh, elections are coming up. Um, because Seth didn't say it, I'll, I'll say it, even though I don't always believe it. Uh, go vote. Um, and uh, and we'll see where that leads. So uh, with that being said, guys, it's two weeks in a row that we've, we've postponed to uh, Wednesday. Seth, do you have stuff going on next Tuesday? I don't know yet. Okay. I don't know. No, I just I I don't know um, what the schedule is down at Kramer Fields yet. So gotcha. So Wednesday might have to be the day of record for a little while if if Seth keeps uh, uh, making those one dollar bills on Tuesday night. I'm not going to say how he makes them. I'm not going to go there. Uh, just saying he's making some dollar bills on on a Tuesday night. Um, and so I think that's Ladies Night over at uh, Fantasy World. I don't. I'm not saying there's a connection there. Um, he has lost a lot of weight. He, he was looking good the other day. So just saying, um, uh, <clears throat> just saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I don't know. Um, so, so we will, we will keep tabs on, on when we're going to be back. Uh, as of right now, we will say Tuesday night, uh, because that is when we would like to do it. Uh, but if something happens and, and we have to postpone tonight, we have to postpone tonight. Um, uh, <coughs> sorry. Um, uh, we, we just keep tabs on the social, on the Twitter, on the Facebook, uh, on the Instagram. Uh, not really the Instagram. I just post pictures on the Instagram. I don't really make news news posts there. But but follow the Twitter and the and the Facebook. We'll we'll let you know if we're going to be Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, uh, whatever the case may be, and we will go from there. Hopefully, we have a little bit more roster news. Uh, we will definitely have an update on pick and payoff or pick and payoff. That's a uh, shout out to No Dunks. Uh, <laughs> And they they do a pick and payoff every night, and, and that's where that saying came from. So, um, but no, uh, on our on our on our little playoff pick them thing here, uh, we'll have an update on that. Um, we'll probably have a champion uh, crowned next week. Um, Earl is pointing at his ear or his temple or his eyeball. I can't tell. Uh, sorry, I don't know sorry, 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 sorry. It's it's more like this. Yes, the Blake Shelton. Yes, uh, gotcha. Um, 
<laughs> so so just keep an eye on stuff. We'll we'll keep you posted. Uh we'll have some hopefully some roster news, like I said, and, and we'll go from there. Uh we probably won't well, we didn't really have a lot to go off of an hour and a half tonight, and we still went an hour and a half. So I'm not gonna say we're gonna keep it short next week. We'll we'll just see where the wind blows and how the cookie crumbles uh next week and we'll go from there. So just keep an eye out uh, as of right now. Tune in again next week on Tuesday at 9 o'clock. Uh, and until then, guys, somos unidos. And, and keep your head right, please. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.